This is Two Dudes and a Six Pack with your hosts, Grayson and Chris. Tight, 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 yeah. That's good. Join us as we cover a six pack of topics from booze Excellent. to pop culture. Inconceivable. So, pull up a chair and crack open a beer as we discuss the best. Here's to feeling good all the time. Of the worst. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, welcome back, everybody. Happy Super Bowl coming up, and maybe Super Bowl in the past, depending on when you're listening to this, but you, welcome back to Two Dudes in a Six Pack. Nevertheless, you have me with you, Grayson, and on the other end of the line, you have my friend and yours, Chris. That's right. What's up, guys? And so today, since the Super Bowl is right around the corner, we wanted to do all things Super, I guess. Um, we we're gonna, you know, get into the Super Bowl a little bit, but we're also gonna get into a little bit of the super villainesses. I don't know if that's the right word that uh, we think should be in upcoming movies, and maybe also who we think should play them in these fabricated movies that we're just making up right now. I think that's uh, brilliant, to be perfectly honest. Right. Yeah. They're going to have to go with our choices because they're going to be absolutely on point and genius. Oh, like it so, is every time. I mean, we'll, we'll be expecting a cut from them. Give us some of it when you hired in for the movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we call it for it's only fair. You heard it here first. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> exactly. Um, but all right. So, we're going to get into the our drinks off the bat. Uh, Chris, what kind of drinks do you got going on right now? Okay, so I'm a little disappointed. Maybe I've said this on this show before, but I don't really like the beer selection up here in Traverse City. There's not like a, a good, there's not like the Big Ten liquor store where like it's just this mecca of, of beer selection. Uh-huh. So what I did was I kind of just grabbed a bunch of random stuff and I tried to keep it slightly related to the super, either Super Bowl theme or, okay. or otherwise. So um, it's just a bunch of beers. Two of them, I, I've got an IPA and a a white ale tonight. And I've never had any of these before, so this will be a, a, a first taste on, on all of them. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. Well, you do, you I didn't do even do any research on them. Yeah, I didn't even research these beers. I just grabbed them. Oh, well, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> so Yeah, so we'll see. Do you want to give one the of yours first... a whirl? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So the first one I'm going to try is uh, it's from Greenbush Brewing Company. That's a Michigan brewing company out of Detroit. And I picked this beer because it sounded like a football play. It's a Star Chicken Shotgun. Nice. It's an India Pale Ale. So it's an IPA, which I'm a little bit, you know, we'll see if it, if it kind of can break the mold a little bit. Right. I kind of doubt it, but, um, but we'll see. So here we go. Star Chicken Shotgun IPA from Greenbush Brewing Company. And, you know, nose feel on it. It's typical of an IPA. It's got 80 IBU, 6.8 ABV. And yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those, 
straight up IPAs. You know, they didn't really try to do anything except put a, a goofy name onto it. Yeah. And call it an right. IPA. Sounds about right. This is sort of like indicative of just a typical, you know, IPA. Okay, it's not a bad IPA. Um, it's a lot like, very much reminds me of Bell's Two Hearted Ale. Very much. In fact, in, in a in a side by side taste test, I probably couldn't really tell either one apart. The problem is Bell's Two Hearted IPA. This that was like one of the very first ones that I really kind of fell in love with. Right. Before everybody started drinking IPA. So uh, a little bit disappointed. No offense, Greenbush, but it, it's just not blowing me away. I mean, I'll drink it, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to find it. Yeah, that's. I feel like a lot. I mean, you can't really go wrong with a lot of those old school IPAs, you know, like the Dogfish Head, you know, ninety or one twenty or whatever. But uh, yeah, well, even one twenty is pushing it. But you know, yeah, I did see uh, one twenty singles on sale at the the beer shop today or the other day for you know ten bucks a pop. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. For a single like twelve ouncer, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'll pass. Yep, um, been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm trying to, I'll, I guess I'll start with this one. It is from Victory Brewery, which is out of Pennsylvania. And so I was trying to find breweries um, from Pennsylvania and from the New England area. So, you know, you get a little Super Bowl y, um, you know, Philadelphia versus New England kind of thing. And, nice. And, you know, you don't. You generally won't. I mean, there's a lot of breweries out of the New England area, especially if you went with Sam Adams. But I, yeah, I didn't. Um, but so this one out of Pennsylvania is it's called Victory, and it is the brand, uh, The beer is called Dirty Wolf Double IPA, and um, I'm uh, yeah hit and miss with IPA. So this is a double IPA. So now I'm <laughs> uh, really uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. It is 8.7% alcohol by volume. It, according to the bottle, it is an aggressively hopped double IPA. And it's loaded oh with, uh, Mosaic, Citra, Simcoe, and Chinook hops. Um. Typical. Yeah. You see yeah. the Chinook a lot in these things. It doesn't have a, I feel like with, when you're getting, um, an IPA, they should tell you the IBUs. I really think they should show you that. But... That's what I think, too. Yeah, I, I do appreciate it when they do go out of their way to tell you that. But for some reason, this one didn't, even though it's like, you know, that's kind of the reason why some people buy it, the IPAs. They want something extra bitter. But, right. But, you know, I'm going to pour this one in a glass, let it breathe, I guess. It actually is really clear, way clearer than I was thinking it was going to be. That's interesting. They're usually like that caramely. Yeah, or even some of the uh, like the New England style IPAs have almost like a a citrus looking, you know, yeah. consistency. But no, this is like almost pilsner like. Yeah, yeah, almost pilsner like. There's a little yeah. more head to it, but all right, I'm gonna give it a sip. Let's see what happens. If I don't, if you don't hear back from me, it's because I'm dead. <laughs> okay, let's hope it's not poison. Ah, uh, yeah. I, for me, there is a level of bitterness which is like a cutoff for me, um, because it has that very almost gin level 
um, you know, like piney flavor to it. It's very, mm-hmm. very piney. Um, way more piney than citrusy. You have a, you know, a hint of citrus to it, but that pine flavor just kind of gobbles that citrus up, and, you know, it is a black hole of pine. <laughs> I mean, I can see if you're really into um, this kind of thing, it, it probably wouldn't be bad. It doesn't have that skunky thing. It doesn't have that almost like that wet sock slash wet marijuana plant smell to it, which yeah. is like some of the like crappy IPAs have. Um, right. So this doesn't have that. So I guess if, you know that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for that, like that pine saw slash whatever thing okay you know go for this but for me it's it's too pine um too bitter for me but so that's the pennsylvania beer (laughs) we'll see what happens with the others oh boy but all right so how psyched are you for the super bowl man i'm actually so i'm not that psyched at all about this thing okay I was more psyched when there was a chance that Minnesota, who plays in the same division as my fateful Detroit Lions, because right. I grew up around the Detroit area, so I had to root for them. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but it's, it's weird because then you move into northern Michigan and everybody's a Green Bay fan up here. Oh, right. Well, you're closer so, to yeah, the Green Bay like, yeah, than uh, Detroit. Yeah. Right. So, but anyway, I mean, so I was, I do the same thing in football that I do with like hockey. Once my favorite team gets kicked out, I usually just root for the conference or the division or whatever. So I was really hoping Minnesota would kind of find a way to beat Philly and actually play Super Bowl in Minnesota, which I think would be kind of cool. So I was disappointed when they basically just grabbed the bed. Uh, against the Eagles. Now, I'm also here's the other problem that I've got. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say I was I was in the same boat. I was really pulling for Minnesota, especially since Minnesota yeah. gonna like be playing at home, basically. Yeah, like how cool would that have been? Yeah, you know. Um, and then it makes it a little bit more interesting. Let's be honest, nobody wants to go to Minnesota for a Super Bowl. Right. It's like two degrees out there. Yeah. Like negative fourteen degrees or whatever the heck is. This is like a, a cool like LA Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so you had to have like some storyline for it to make it a little bit more interesting. I'm look, I I've gotta give it up to, to Brady and Belichick and the Patriots organization. I don't know, you know, what innocent virgin they sacrificed to whatever <laughs> god to get right now. But right. It's incredible what they've been able to do but it's also boring i mean it's just boring football they just I, they're like the kid in class that that you know never makes a damn mistake and gets all a's in class and yeah. then becomes valedictorian it's like yeah of course that kid you know did that so you know it's just it's that and then it's just some of like some of the distraction like some of it feels a little bit manufactured. The whole Brady thumb thing a few weeks ago seemed super oddball. Right. Um, that, I don't know. And I'm not like an Eagles fan. That's the other thing. Like, I just I don't really care about the Eagles. Who do they even got? Nick Foles is their quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he started like what? Three. He started three games or something like that in the regular season and made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, look, good at him. I guess I'm more of an underdog kind of guy. 
Right. But in this case, I almost want Brady to win again just because, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's That's how I feel about it. It's just kind of like, I don't know. Right. You realize that um, the Tom Brady has played in slightly over 15% of all Super Bowls now? That's crazy. That is a crazy <laughs> stat. Yeah, yeah. That is nuts. And he's won how many? Five? Um, let's see. He's he's five of seven right now, so this one will be eight. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. What I mean, there's always jokes about him, but I think some of them are true. Like, is this person human anymore? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, and here's the crazy thing. So I'm looking at the, this list of, like, number of times teams have been to the Super Bowl. He's He has himself been to the, the Super Bowl more than every other team in the NFL except the Broncos, Cowboys, and Steelers. He has played in more than every That's... other team. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, okay, so let me ask this question because uh, you, you grew up as a Michigan. Was he that good in college? I mean, he had a good uh, like senior year. Um, his he's got a, he has a very interesting college thing, uh, college because you know he he came in. I think his first year he was redshirted, which you know is kind of that's what happens. And um, actually, his fresh his redshirt freshman year, or it might have been his redshirt freshman. Michigan actually won the national championship in football, so he was on that team. Um, See and what in the heck? <laughs> and then actually, he was supposed to kind of like take over, but then Michigan brought in this young hot shot guy who was signed by the New York Yankees to play. You know, be like the future shortstop, and he kept on like from the the stories I've heard. Um, they've said that he was going to just kind of peace out if he wasn't allowed to play. And so, like, Brady's junior year, he was forced to, like, split snaps with this guy. And um, eventually this guy, like, just decided to go all, all baseball. And so Brady, his senior year, was all um, was all Brady. So, uh, but I remember, I still remember. Who was watched, it, dude? Do you remember who that was, the yeah, junior? Yeah, Drew Henson. He act, Drew Henson actually played oh, for the yeah. Cowboys for a little bit back you know, yeah, know, yeah, that's right. Ago. But I forgot um, all about Drew Henson. I still remember watching Brady his last college game in the Orange Bowl against uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and they uh, that game went to like double overtime, and Michigan won because Alabama's kicker missed the extra point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wasn't man. even blocked. It wasn't even blocked. He just wow. hooked was it. Was Saban was Saban on the? Coaching squad no, at that time? I, no, that no, wasn't. Yeah. Um, he was still probably with MSU at that point. Actually, I think that was the year where um, he coached Michigan State that year, but then he – The Citrus he, Bowl and then, like, quit? Yeah, he split, and Bobby Williams coached the Citrus yes. Bowl. Because I remember so many people at Michigan Bobby. State were upset that year because State beat Michigan – uh, with that whole clock thing, which we don't have to get into. But, um, right, and so right. people were upset that Michigan went to the Orange Bowl and Michigan State went to the Citrus Bowl. But um, to be fair, both were great games. Michigan State won with the field goal in the last second over yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah. And Michigan, I mean, double overtime. That was like a five-hour game, and Alabama lost because the kicker just 
just botched the 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 easiest thing you can do. Just botches the extra point. Oh man, that's incredible. That is crazy. So yeah, and now Brady, and now, now Brady's and now the greatest we, quarterback or the greatest NFL player in the history of sports. Okay, can I ask you another question? Is Brady a? Do you like Tom Brady? Are you a Tom Brady fan? I mean, since I root for Michigan, I will root for the Patriots in these things. It is, but I almost feel dirty saying that. Like you know, like I feel I think, I like, mean, but I feel like most people, like if they, if he went to Alabama, I'm sure every Alabama fan would root for you know the Patriots if you know that was the case, or if he, if he played at Michigan State, I'm sure every Spartan fan would be like, yes, yes, suck it. Actually, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> That's but, all right. I mean, They're you going know, some stuff. I can respect a guy that you know, you know, gives it his all. And that's his thing. You know, okay, I respect that. Um, I'm so torn with him. I'm so torn, and maybe it's because like uh, I'm the type of fan that my family was more or less a Michigan State family. Like my grandpa went there, I uh-huh. went there. So like growing up, I've always sort of rooted state. But I've also kind of rooted Michigan at the same time. I, I usually just pick state if they're playing Michigan. Right. Like I like when Michigan State beats Michigan, but otherwise I'm not the other side of the fan base that just kind of hates Michigan. So there's a lot of us that just like despise uh, the Michigan Wolverines in Michigan. Uh-huh. But I'm like, man, if both Michigan teams are good, then hey, that's that's good for you know us. Right. Uh, but so anyway, like I'm I'm a bit torn because it's not so much that he went to Michigan, although, oh, well, there was there was a year, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I made like a complete fool of myself. It was the uh, uh, the Eli Manning crazy catch. Oh game. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was just going crazy and probably said a whole bunch of things. I almost <laughs> got kicked out of somebody's apartment because I was just being too obnoxious about uh-huh. Brady losing this game. But now it's like I kind of respect the guy for the consistency, but he's so vanilla. Yeah. I mean, there's just like nothing to this guy. Like what is going on? I mean, he is arguably the best quarterback that's ever played the game of football. Uh-huh. It doesn't, you know, have any signs of slowing down he's married to a former victoria's secrets lingerie model <laughs> just right? just, just checking off the boxes that every like little boy had growing up just check right. check right check <laughs> yeah and then just like and then just won't like i mean i'm waiting for basically the where's the tom brady scandal right not that i necessarily want it so to be you know clear about this but like he doesn't seem human to me. Right. <laughs> it's funny. I was just watching. Uh, I've been rewatching the the show Parks and Rec lately. And um, did you ever watch that show at all? Yeah, that's a great show. Well, there there's a a, a couple of episodes where um, uh, what's his face, uh, Chris or whatever, um, goes and works. Is it Chris? No, who is it that uh, that uh, she marries? And he ends up working at Washington in Washington D.C. for like a political. Campaign. Uh yeah. What's his name? I could see him. I think He's Chris the, is uh, Rob Lowe's character. Chris um, is Rob Lowe's character, but um, he was in, he was in like that wet or that uh that waiter. Yeah, the party down. Party, that's actually pretty party good show. down. Good show. That's too. a good show. Yeah. What is his name? Hold on, real quick. Let's just try to find it. Well, while you, I'll. I'll so in the episode, he's running like a. a 
congressional campaign for this guy and the guy ben. that Adam Scott. Ah, oh, yeah, Ben. ben yeah, so so um, he's running this campaign for this guy, and the actual congressman walks in, and he just kind of the congressman just nods to everybody and he's like, oh, you know, thanks for all your work, and he goes and sits in his office and he just sits and steers at the wall and does nothing and he doesn't blink and everything and they're like is he a, is he a robot and then you know they're just like no he just says what he's supposed to and then doesn't do anything else right. he's super right. vanilla it's like that's kind of in a way tom brady but i mean you know maybe brady's just super focused and you know playing through everything in his head that you know, you know i don't know it could be it could be but then he does these things then he does things like wears this goofy oversized hat I, like what is this like hat that he's wearing at these press conferences? Right. He's indoors. And he's wearing this giant hat. It's stuff like that just drives me up the wall with him. He goes <laughs> to a press conference with two gloves on his hands and then kind of plays coy with like, oh, I, well, I've worn them before. Uh-huh. So, at what point have you been to a press conference with two receiving gloves on your hand? Like, <laughs> it's these things that kind of just drive me nuts about him. And right. it's not even that he's doing anything wrong. He's doing all the right things. He's like he's well, thing I don't he's get, just but. too perfect. He's like, <laughs> it's a, you. He you're, is. You're like you're forty. You're in your forties. You should not still be in the NFL. <laughs> like, yes, you shouldn't. You should not in with no signs of of any kind of like really weakness. And here's the thing though too, like uh, for those of 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 you listening that maybe aren't big giant NFL football fans, but it's not like he's done it with. The Jerry Rices or the, you know, Jerome Bettises, like he's not really had a great crew around. No, him. he's like never. It's always he's got like the 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 cheap. It's like yeah, we only had a couple bucks. Always. This is who you got. Here you go, go do yeah, something basically. with them. Like, and I, I like, and that that speaks to more like uh, Belichick and and his coaching staff. Yeah, you know, which is getting cannibalized again. And every, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. He's just like fine. It usually doesn't because Joshua Daniels left. It was like eleven and seventeen with uh, who did he go to? Was it Denver? I don't remember. I don't think I don't like remember. like Charlie Weiss was like everybody that's oh, been yeah, like Weiss was there. I I don't think I think like yeah like I saw like a report. It's like no none of his like coordinators have actually become like anything more than like marginal head coaches. So now the Lions are taking them. It's like, great. That's, yeah. Right. Secret sauce is all with Belichick and Brady. Here's the other reason why I don't like Philadelphia. Schwartz. Schwartz is the DC for Philadelphia. And I would absolutely hate it to see (laughs) him get his damn Super Bowl because, uh, you know, whatever. Nothing against him really personally. Right. But he was a bad Lions coach. And like they all have been for the most part, although I did like Jim Caldwell. I don't think they really should have fired him uh-huh. necessarily. I mean, I don't know. He had some weird things, but compared to some of the other picks, like in the last few years, I didn't mind him. Right. Jim Schwartz is, I'm not a fan. Same way with, uh, whenever I see Rod Marinelli on the, on the sideline, I always kind of root against these guys now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, the Lions are just—I don't know. I—that's why I never get the the uh, the complaint of um, Stafford 
It's like, well, he doesn't have like the perfect uh, assortment of players completely surrounding him. It's like, <laughs> like Brady's okay, never had anybody good. I mean, he had Randy Moss, and Randy Moss was like 80 years old. So I mean, yeah, when he like, was like all, like worn out and and just done. Yeah, it's like Moss wanted a ring, so he's like, yeah, I'll go to New England. Fine. That's exactly it. That's 100 percent it. They had uh, <laughs> Garrett Blunt played for the Patriots. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's be real about what they've been using here. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going Pats. I think the Pats are going to win this thing. Yeah. Um, although I thought the same thing back when it was uh, not the Patriots, but the Manning. Who uh, When did Manning get his just completely annihilated? A couple of years ago, like his last oh, second man. last season. I can't remember. But he just was god awful. Yeah. And I thought for sure they were just going to roll whoever they were playing. I think it was the Seahawks? No, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. They all start to fade. Either way, I, fuzz I remember he just gotten like completely destroyed. I, I don't see that happening. Here's the other thing, though, too, with Philly. I just don't think they can put the Patriots away. Not unless they score like 50 points on them. Right. And even then. Yeah, you never know. Patriots can come back from, you know, like 30 points down. So, yeah. Here's an interesting tidbit of tidbit of totally pointless Detroit Lions trivia, which I'm surprised no one's actually brought up. Which Detroit Lions head coach has the highest winning percentage since Buddy Parker of the 1950s. Whoa. Like I got to go Wayne Fonts. Let's see. When did Wayne Fonts coach? Oh, Wayne Fox actually had an overall uh, winning percentage of 496. So. <laughs> okay. Not that great. Although that would probably put him still at like third. <laughs> right. Right. Who is it? It is actually Gary Moeller. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. He only coached for seven Gary games Moeller. after Bobby Ross was canned. Nice. Um, yes. But Bobby Moeller, I mean, Gary Moeller, was fired as the Michigan head coach because he got drunk and got into a bar fight <laughs> back in the <laughs> early 90s. Oh, man. They know how to pick him yep. over in that Motor City. Yeah. So I just think it's funny that his 571 um, <laughs> winning percentage is the highest since, uh, yeah, what's his face? Buddy Parker. Hey, it doesn't matter because Matt Stafford, <laughs> he's got like what? He's like third in all-time passing yards, man. Oh, yeah. Doesn't Hey, don't you accumulate enough yards and they just give you a Super Bowl? It's I, an honorary thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting a doctorate degree from Harvard. They just kind of hand <laughs> out. They're like, this is they honorary. Sort of, yeah. Here's your honorary right. Super Bowl ring. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's what us Detroit Lions fans are confused about right now. Yeah, it says Super Bowl in quotation marks on the ring that you get. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but do you have anything else you want to talk about with the Super Bowl? It's, you know, it's just kind of one of those things, blah. No, my pick is my pick is the, the Pats. I just I don't see um getting uh I just don't see Philly coming to play this yeah. week. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of how I feel too. But I don't know how close it's going to be, but that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But all right, uh, let's get into beer number deuce. 
All right, beer number deuce. Yes. I've got a, uh, this is called Clementine. It's a white ale. Mm. It's brewed by Clown Shoes Beer, oh, which man. is in Ipswich, Massachusetts. I got a Clown Shoes Beer coming up too, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, yeah. And I got a double IPA still left too, so we were kind of like um, psionically linked a little bit with this one. Yeah, is the is the bottle or can or whatever kind of like uh, comic booky looking? This one's not. No, this one just has a picture of a clementine tree, and then oh. at the bottom of the tree uh, are a pair of clown shoes. Okay. And so my thinking with this whole thing was that basically it's clown shoes to vote against anybody else but the Patriots in the Super Bowl because <laughs> uh-huh. you'd be pretty much an idiot unless you're in Philadelphia to put your faith <laughs> in a Nick Foles and the, the you know the so the quote unquote underdogs there, but I mean stranger things happened. Yeah. But it, it just but not not this time. It, it ain't happening. So all right, so I got a clown shoes, uh, Clementine white ale. I'm expecting this to be similar to uh, the one I had last week actually, or, or a couple weeks ago. You know that that sort of uh, whole garden kind of style. Ah uh, yeah. Let's see how it is. And yeah, actually, it's it's like that, but it's got a bit of a spicy finish, which is I find kind of interesting. Okay. So you know how like the Hogarden, Hogarden on draft, still one of my oh, favorite. Still all-time. great, yeah. Yeah, still amazing, but uh, super smooth. Nothing against it at all. This is very similar, except there's a, a little bit of spiciness at the very back end okay. uh, of this one. And it's interesting enough. Uh, that I kind of, you know, I, I sort of appreciate it a little bit. Yeah. It's good. That's but, nice. yeah, I mean, your, your typical, like, there's probably some coriander in there, the orange peel, or probably clementine in this case. Um, uh, decent white ale. I don't mind it. comes in a can. So, you know, have a ball at the beach or something like that with this one. But, nice. Yeah, it's good. Nice. I don't mind it. Yes, I am as well going with a clown shoes beer here. Um, nice. Since the previous one out of Pennsylvania was Dirt Wolf Double IPA, I decided I'd keep it in the same general alley, and I went with uh, Galactica Double IPA from Clown Ooh. Shoes. So I nice. felt like if I wanted to be like try to compare the two, let's just go both Double IPAs, even though I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um of the the overly bitterness, but and this one also is eight percent alcohol by volume. I think the other one was uh, eight point seven. So I mean, there's a little difference, but you know, it's burly. Yeah, yeah. And but this can is also very comic book esque. You have a uh, a woman who's obviously like if a hop was a female superhero, that's what she is, and she's nice. Superman shooting beams out of her eyes. Um. Yep. And it says on the on the can, our mission is to produce beer without pretension, while being free and a little crazy. So yes. Okay. This is also in a can. Let's gonna crack it open. And this doesn't give you any hints on what they made it with or anything. You know. You know. Whatever. I don't need to know the hops yeah. that you made it yeah, with. Mine didn't. 
I, I'd much rather just know the IBU and that's it. Right. But you know, whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. I'm pouring this. Yeah, this one has a definitely. It's still not as murky as I thought it'd be, but it, it's it's got almost a like a, a burnt umber kind of look uh, tone to it. So it's definitely deeper. Okay. And if you poured it without um, really tipping the glass like I did because I'm a dope, um, you definitely get a, <laughs> a nice amount of head to it. So it's almost got like a like you poured a Belgian triple kind of head style to it. Like very thick, very, you know, not going away kind of thing. So Interesting. Let's see. The finger trick doesn't really work. <laughs> it's one of those myths. I don't think I've ever gotten the finger trick to, to really work. No, I don't know who like I don't know who came up with that. Uh, beer drinkers know what we're talking about. The the standard audience member probably doesn't, but that's where you stick your, your finger in the beer in the hopes that it will stop the foam from foaming, or or speed it up to calm down. Yeah, it's like maybe that works with just like an over overly carbonated beer, maybe. But, I don't know. Like, I think it's just somebody just wanted to stick their finger in something and was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, this works." I think that was yeah. There was excuse like, "No, it helps with the uh, the the head." I'm exactly yeah, exactly head. like so, yeah. You just stuck your finger in my beer, bro. It's <laughs> like no, 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 no. It's overheading. That's why I did that. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I'm just gonna walk around the bar one day and start putting my finger in people's glasses. Like, <laughs> See how it goes. Yeah. As I leave with just like six black eyes. <laughs> it all depends on on the atmosphere. Yeah. But all right, I'm gonna give this a whirl real quick. Let's see. Oh, that's um. <clears throat> that's definitely different. It's not that it. Not overly piney at all. Okay. I mean, you still got some of the uh, uh, the pine, a little bit of like a, a grapefruit fruit zest, so it's not overly citrusy. But you also have there's almost like a little bit of molasses in there. Interesting. Yeah, there's um. I don't know. This isn't too bad. Like it's got. I mean, the bitterness is there, and it's not going away. But yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like it's like the frosting on the top. Like it's always there, but the rest of it down below, you have um it's not overpowering. It's got definitely kind of like a caramely um maybe molasses isn't, isn't exactly the right thing, but it's kind of like a like a grapefruity caramel kind of thing going on. And um surprisingly, I don't I don't mind this at all, actually. I mean, it's still maybe I... a, a a a hint too bitter for my like specific yes kind of taste maybe if yeah, i yeah. was to get the uh galactica single ipa that'd be just perfect but if there's a single ipa version of this but i think for the most part i like that it's not just here's some pine yay that's what i mean that, that's that's kind of like where i was gonna go with this okay so i i've been a fan of the clown shoes brewery um for a little bit i used to 10 bar at this place called the little fleet in Traverse city and they had rotating taps and one of them was consistently from clown shoes. So I've had a few different things from them and they've always been this way. They've always been slightly out of the box from what you're kind of expecting a little bit. Right. So even 
this Clementine one, a little spicier at the end than maybe what I was expecting. Right. It sounds like yours is sort of similar to that. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm looking for when it comes to these kind of beers. Like, I'm sick of, like, again, no offense, Greenbush Brewing Company. It's a fine IPA. If that was the first IPA I ever had, probably would be one of my favorite IPAs. But it doesn't taste. It tastes like every other IPA I've ever had. Yep. At least these guys are trying to push it a little bit, do something different. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's only so many times you can have the exact same cheeseburger without you being like, eh, it's a cheeseburger. Like, yeah, right. You know, do something and, different and with then it. Then you just go, you know, play the hits. You know which ones you like. You're not really going to go, you know, try all of them and expect something crazy different. Yeah. I have to admit, this is, I believe this is the first clown shoes beer I've had before. I'm going. Yeah, I think this is the first Clown Shoes one, and so I dig it. I, I think it's it's it, yeah, it's not just totally just straight bitter. That's it. Um, it adds some complexity to it. There's a little more interest to it. My taste buds have like, oh, there's something different besides just licking a tree. Got it. Right. Right. So exactly. So I, I, I can dig it. It's not that uh, pine sap and corn, <laughs> fermented corn thing going <laughs> right. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. But I um, think we should try that, though, from the uh, from your history of beers there. Oh. The straight up like, fermented corn and pine sap. I, I just feel like we've got to... Got to give it a go, like a whirl. That Somebody's got to go back to basics with that it. That would be interesting if we started to try to just like ferment and kind of quote unquote brew stuff that were like the the base of all like alcohol production. I think that could be real interesting. I think that could be really interesting as well. Yeah. Not sure. So how okay, we... so I found. Oh, go ahead. I'm I'm just trying to think. I'm not sure how we do that. Do we just put corn and water and and let it sit for? long time i mean i'm sure somebody there's gotta be some kind of i don't know we'll make some youtube videos eventually at some point whenever chris and i are eventually in the exact same location for longer than you know a few hours you're gonna right the youtube videos you're gonna get oh man (laughs) it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be crazy just wait yeah so stay subscribed or subscribe or yeah Tell, tell your friends to subscribe Help us out, please. Yeah, we need to get to a thousand. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn yeah, fucking YouTube. Jackasses. So yeah. the other one I had from Clown Shoes is uh, Hoppy Feet. Okay. Which which was like a, a black IPA or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But again, they served it in like a snifter glass. So it was like only like an eight ounce pour. Okay. Uh, Super high in ABV, but uh, again, good. Like it's another one of these companies where I kind of like them. The stuff I've had or I've heard of, uh-huh. I've liked. The other one was what's the other one we were drinking um, out of New York? Oh, Southern Tier. Yeah, Southern Tier is another one. Uh, and then weren't we talking about another one recently? Um, well, I was bringing up the Firestone Walker, but Firestone. Uh, yeah, that's the other one that's kind of on my radar right now too. But, yeah. That's out of California, and I was yeah, I was telling Chris earlier that um, Duvel, one that maybe that might have been one of our very first kind of real outside the box um, Belgian or just really any kind of big import beer. It's not even that's not a big import beer, but that for us that's one of the I think for the first beers that really kind of opened our minds or an eyes like wow, beer can be like this, like yeah, right, like so yeah we because we start I think we got the Duvel and it came in like that like one point 
five liter or the one liter yeah, the bottle, big one. the bigger big bottle. Guy. And so you'd pour that and you had the giant head. And then so we'd just kind of, you know, I think it was like world market that basically we had to get all of our beer from. And so we just right. kind of went through right. all the bigger bottles that they had. And so, you know, we went through that and then we went through the Chimay bottles and Chimay is fan freaking tastic. And, uh, um, oh, Chimay is amazing. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I was in a, at a bar in Miami and they had freaking Chimay on tap, dude. Like, no kidding. I, I had to get that. that. I'm pretty sure I bet nope. like it was like 15 bucks for a, a pour, but it didn't matter. I had to have yeah, it on totally tap. Worth it at that yeah, point. yeah. Right. But then and then we had she uh, made a draft. Wow. Yeah, I could I, I can't remember which which color it was. It was either blue or red. Um, I don't remember. Still. Yeah. But then I remember we went from Chimay to Oma Gang just because that was they're all like in that bottle line and it looked like the same thing. And and it tasted again fantastic. I think maybe there was a Duvel kind of stamp on it. And we didn't realize at the time that that was out of New York. And so I think when we figured that out, it was a little like <gasps> like like you bamboozled us. You <laughs> right. How could yeah. you? Um but you know, once you kind of ex- it's like that's cool. You know, if it's good tasting beer, it's good tasting beer. But, you know, Duvel kind of has a little like almost like satellite thing in Oma Gang. And then they Duvel also has this little satellite thing on the West Coast with with Firestone Walker. And so that's how I found out about him. Like I'd seen him before, but then once I heard that Duvel had was like kind of involved, I was kind of like, "Okay, I'm going to go try this out now." Like <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So attention to that one. Yes. Very good. <clears throat> but I think I'm going to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I don't even remember where I was going. You said <laughs> um, Devel, and I was like, yep, remember where that was at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, since we can't really remember where we're at, we might as well just go to uh, – we wanted to look at the foods, the major foods from each combating city from the Silver – I mean the Super Bowl, which would be – This is a real battle. Yeah, this is, the, this is what really is important. This would be in one corner – the Philly cheesesteak, and in the other corner, the New England clam chowder. And I'm not counting baked beans because that's no, we're not doing New England baked beans. We're doing New England clam chowder. So, which one is going to duke it out and win over the other? Because these are this is a very important question here. This is, and I'm I'm like kind of I'm like a bit torn in how to answer the question. Right. From I love a Philly cheesesteak, uh-huh. but I also love the complexities of like a real legit like. Now, granted, I've not had a New England clam chowder from New England. I've made them based on recipes that I've found, uh-huh. right? So I don't, and I've never had a Philly cheesesteak either. So I'm obviously an expert right. on this question. So we're going, um, but I think I think a lot of people probably haven't, you know, unless they've been to both cities, haven't had, you know, the authentic. Right, exactly. I mean, I've never been to Philly, and I've been to the Boston airport, so I don't know if the Boston clam chowder I had at the airport counts. Probably not. It realistically is probably like a Campbell's condensed soup. <laughs> it's served on, right. you know, you know right. here you go. This is maybe not, maybe not even the condensed. Maybe they went fancy with the one that you don't have to add water to, um, you know. So maybe it's like the, <laughs> exactly. the hungry man's whatever, the progressive soup, but uh, yes. Which one? Are, which one are you going with? Which one do you like? 
Man, it's see, okay, I am a giant fan of clam chowder. I love a good so New England clam chowder. Like if I, had I to, think I'm going clam chowder. Yeah, if I one. had to go with like my favorite just soups, period, that that clam chowder might be top three. Like I like I just It might be. Like like I, I mean, we could do a whole episode just on soups. <laughs> like a good soup, I mean, it's hard to go wrong. I mean but It I is. Just, I don't know. I almost feel like I'm I'm threatening the quote unquote man card by not going with a Philly cheesesteak. Right. But a a legitly made clam chowder mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. If you make it right. If yeah. you have like a, a legit like you know, you gotta do the whole thing. Like the clams, the clam juice, the potatoes, the the cream, you know, brothy base, like all of that stuff. And some good bread to dip into it. Right. To me, I'm like, I don't know, kind of, I sort of fall on the New England side on this one again. Not to give them a sweep on this whole <laughs> process, but. I feel like I there's, there's very few soups that can really pass as, a, as a, just a straight meal. And new the clam yeah, chowder right? is definitely one that can, that's a meal. Like, if you're getting that, that's a meal, man. I mean, if it's enough. I mean, it's not like because I think maybe it's because it's more of cream based, so it's it's not super watery, but still, and so, so, I don't know. Sometimes just like I like a good sandwich, but sometimes the Philly cheesesteak, it just it, it's I don't know. I like it's a kind of simple, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you throw look Philly cheesesteaks being made on TV and all the other stuff delicious. Nothing against it, but. Mm-hmm. I just feel like nothing really beats uh, a cup of legit like soup sometimes. Especially when it's cold out, it's just like man, it's like it's freezing. I need like I was just outside shoveling snow. I need something warm. Give me some of that New England clam chowder. Exactly. Oh, let's like put this whole fight into the location of the Super Bowl, Minnesota. Right. You're gonna want the clam chowder. You don't want a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have some some damn clam chowder. I'm looking up the classic New England clam chowder ingredients, and it looks like you actually put some bacon in there. Okay, okay. Which I'm all about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then, yeah, it's like you know, your basics: butter, onion, celery, thyme, bay leaves, potatoes, flour, clam juice, clam meat. That's it, man. Like it's it's like so simple, but. I think uh, in the realm of these two together, I'm going. If somebody's like, I've got a legit New England clam chowder versus a legit Philly cheesesteak, probably eight times out of ten, I'm going clam chowder. And the other two times, there's one you're hungover or just really drunk. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want the greasy, like, give me the burger food because I this isn't gonna do it for me. Yeah, yeah. There's. Man, so when I worked at this like outdoor seafoody place in Savannah, and um, they had clam chowder on the menu, and <laughs> this always killed me. They they would serve this quote unquote New England clam chowder, but they was tomato based, and I was just like this what? is no. this is not New England clam chowder, man. This is you have you are mistaken, mistaken, mistaken. There's a Boston clam chowder. Yes, yeah, so that I, mean, I think is. Tomato 
base. Yeah, I think they there have... Is, there is one, but it's not the New England. I think Boston is the tomato base. I believe that's correct. But I just like... Yeah, so they definitely had them, like, reversed. There's obviously somebody in the South. Because here's here's newsflash. A lot of people in the South do not travel past... North past the Mason, the Mason-Dixon line. They do not. Maybe New York, maybe. But that, I mean... Maybe. There's not you like nine ten but a ten. No, if they're from the south, that doesn't happen. Like when Amanda, when I were getting married, Amanda was you know born and raised in Augusta, and um, out of all the family members, I think like three came. <laughs> Everyone else was just like it's too far right. north, man. Right. It's like yep, I can't mean, go that far. Yeah, yeah. My minister was from Jamaica, but her family from Georgia couldn't do it because that's just woo. Too far. Exactly. Right. 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 But that's sort of like metaphor. Yeah. But if you guys want more insights into that relationship, just wait for the ebook I'll be publishing in the next month or so. That'll be interesting. So more. Man, more. I'm even excited about that. More interesting, titillating insights into that. Yes. Yes. Can we take this time to talk about some of the content? That's coming out. Like, I think we've got some sure. pretty sweet stuff on the way. Sure. We're on the topic. Let's so you go. Got your ebook. Okay. Yes. Now, um, the tentative plan, we're going to get this website up. Mm-hmm. I want to go back through our podcasts, and I want to I want to actually draw up legit write-ups on the different beers and stuff that we've had. I think right. that would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. But then there's also the other stuff, the creative stuff that we're doing. Um, I've got some unpublished stuff that I haven't even looked at for a long time. I'm going to brush it off. Uh, and it sounds like Grayson's got some of that stuff too. I think it's going to be kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, the eBooks, uh, you know, it's kind of a new publication and it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you just have an idea. And because I was recently revisiting a lot of places that I had been to in the past that were important to me maybe a decade ago and I was revisiting it and it was almost like uh, you're almost kind of walking through your past, but in totally different shoes. And so a lot of it is like a mirror of itself as it's going. Like part of a chapter will be what I was doing 10 years ago. And then the other half will be in present tense and what's going on now. And it's just kind of, I think it's actually kind of interesting in the back of my head. I think it is, but um, I like it, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's uh, the the title of the the story is uh, traveling for the soul, even if you don't have one. <laughs> so <laughs> I, like, that, I that dig is, it. That is the I dig uh, it a lot. Yeah. So that is that. And yeah. So you'll be able to. Uh, you know, we've been kind of pushing off the. I mean, the website will be coming soon. This website has to come before we put out the eBooks. Uh, but yeah, eventually, you know, we should have like a nice little library of just, you know, stuff that, you know, get super cheap, for, like a buck or whatever. And, you know, you know, just spread the word yeah, of everything. Help. And yeah, so help support our drinking habit. That's all we're asking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think also I wouldn't mind getting into, because I had on an old blog, I'd published like a review of just a kind of a local uh, brewery. I think it'd be cool to get back into that stuff and start, you know, putting out more of our personal um, publications of like beer, like or uh, brewery reviews, since you know that's a lot of the stuff we do on the YouTube channel. But yeah, we get some sweet content coming out in the next few months. Yes, it's gonna be good. 
But um, so you're going with the uh, New England clam chowder, I would take it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's it almost like if you first said it, I think the favorite is the cheesesteak. But oh, when yeah. you break it down, it's like the Patriots. You make the right way, and it's going to be well above. Yeah. A cheesesteak. It's not always exciting, but it's damn good. But it's damn good, and you know it's going to be good. I've had plenty of cheesesteaks where I'm like, yeah, the meat's too dry, peppers are old, cheese isn't right. Yeah. You know, bread sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's either too squishy but, or too crusty, and it's just like, man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, most chowders, if they're made the right way, and, and or if I'm making it, I'm, <laughs> I'm making damn sure that I'm making it the right way. Yeah. It's like delicious stuff. Yeah. But all right, we're going to get into beer number three before we get into our final topic. Um, so you want to carry out the last one or you want me to go? You go ahead. I'll follow. Okay, well, I, I tried. I really wanted to get, like, a Minnesota-based beer for this because since the Super Bowl is in Minneapolis, I really wanted just a Minnesota beer. Um, but the the problem is living in the West Coast, you're kind of living in California's shadow, and so the – Beer selection is very heavily, you know, f- you know, full of California beers, and you know that, that's not to say that you can't find stuff elsewhere. I mean, I've obviously had this, this stuff from uh, Pennsylvania and Massachusetts, and I actually found a bunch from like Idaho. There's a new brewery from New Mexico that popped up that actually looks like it has some legit stuff I kind of want to try out. Uh, but yeah, n- not a single one from Minnesota, so I was a little disappointed, and. Um, so naturally, I went with one from California because <laughs> why not? Um, but I figured I've already done two double IPAs. I wanted to pull back a little bit because those double IPAs will get you. <laughs> um, no, they will. So I went with the aforementioned Firestone Walker or the Firestone Brewery out of California. And I went nice. with the beer's called uh, Pivo. It is a hoppy pilsner. So basically, it's a pilsner with like some extra hops. To it, and uh, that just sounded like okay. You know, sometimes I lo- I dig a good pilsner. I respect people that put the time into making a pilsner because it takes longer to make that lager style beer than an ale, and especially for like local microbreweries, I really respect it when they at least attempt that. So, um, granted, this is totally agree. So. I'm gonna go with this, but I also I like it since they're adding a little extra flavor to just the pilsner. It's almost like they're trying to make it taste a little more microbrewery um, by adding some hops to it. Maybe they're trying to get that IPA crowd, but I don't know. Could be. Plus the uh, just that that logo of the like the Scottish lion up on its hind legs fighting the bear, which is like in a boxing pose, is <laughs> kind of badass. Um, <laughs> I like it. So, all right, I'm gonna give it a taste. Oh, Jesus, that is good. Man, I gotta find this beer. That I gotta is, find this company. Like, there's some hoppiness to it, but it's not heavy. There is just enough for it to be present. So right. you, you can taste like you're kind of. I wouldn't. Maybe. Uh, Pilsner, more along the lines of like a Stella kind of thing. It's not like, um, not as watery as maybe a Budweiser. 
but so it's got some of the some more a little more flavor but then you have some just subtle hoppiness notes on it again not heavy but just enough for you to like know it's there and it's really digging it i gotta i gotta be honest that sounds like a super difficult beer to pull off oh yeah at the end of the day you could screw that up okay a pilsner is really hard to i mean really easy to screw up like I mean, yeah. look at it. Nine, really? nine out of That's ten true. people that sell pilsners, the pilsner sucks. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Um, and then just adding, I mean, okay. G- in general, uh, IPAs it can suck, but you just add more bitterness to it, and you kind of cover the suckiness to it. But when it's just subtle, yeah, you don't, you can't really covering anything up. You're adding. It's like. I don't know. It's like when you're you're making something good, like a, a meal, and it already tastes good, and you're really you're like, okay, I'm gonna add like a little dash of cinnamon or whatever on this right. thing that's that's right. not sweet, and you, you're like, you're really rolling the dice here. It's like this is either gonna be amazing or just screw the whole thing up. So yeah, uh, this is this is fantastic. So if you can man, find a Firestone Pivo Happy Pills, <laughs> go for it, man. All right, I'm gonna keep an eye out for it for sure. I'm going uh, in the same geo location. I got a California brewery. Okay. It's uh, Stone, which I like Stone. Mm-hmm. Stone's a good. This, I've got their Laurel and Dr. Rudy's Inevitable Adventure Double IPA. Oh, the double IPA returns. This is a double IPA. The third double IPA on this episode, yeah. which is kind of incredible. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's eight point nine ABV. They didn't give me the IBUs on it, um, but anyway, I like Stone. I'm hoping that this is going to be a solid brew. Okay, it's also been sort of uh, sitting out throughout this whole podcast, so I right, think it's right. kind of approaching. Uh, I like my IPAs closer to room temp, especially the doubles. Okay. Um, I don't like them super cold. I think, especially with the bitterness, they, they taste a little bit better, smoother, uh, when they're a bit closer to room temp. But anyway, it's uh, apparently a limited release. I don't really know uh, much more about that. I picked it up because we're about to go into the whole superhero thing, so we've got the adventure kind of tie-in, right. and then also because I like Stone. I'm not a big double IPA guy anymore. I was when we first started doing this whole thing and finding the different beers before the whole IPA craze you know, happened. Right. Um, they were really kind of wildly different beers uh, when you know, we first kind of stumbled upon them. But lately, it's it, uh, I've been not as thrilled about them so we'll see what happens with them i've been drinking everything out of the bottle i haven't been pouring them okay so have you i don't think it's affected much have but you had any triple ibas yet or ipas i think the only one that i maybe have had was from dogfish head okay i think <laughs> And I'm I'm trying to like think of that as I take a swig out of this thing. Right. This one I I kind of I kind of like. Okay. For an 8.9 double IPA, it is not as bitter as I thought it was going to be for one, and it almost had a 
like an orange dum-dum sucker sweetness at the end of it, which was really strange. Okay. Like, the usually with these double sucker. IPAs. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, like, it's it's a weird, like, a, a very pronounced sweetness at the end. Okay. And very orangey. Very citrus orange. Uh, and not as crazy bitter as I kind of thought this would be. Take another sip here. I'm not, I don't know who Laurel and Dr. Rudy is either, but whatever. Yeah, it's weird. Candy aftertaste. Honestly, it's it's a strange thing for a double IPA. Yeah, it is strange, yeah. But I but I like it. I mean they're they're doing something different, which again, like I, I completely appreciate. Yeah, I mean, you know, when they're trying something new, it's like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, let's see here. I'm just reading the back of this bottle a little bit. Dr. Rudy, okay, hold on. I'll just read the back, just so we have some context here. Laurel and Dr. Rudy's inevitable adventure double IPA, a pairing like this was bound to happen. So their Laurel Hops, released in 2016, quickly became one of her favorite new varieties. So apparently these are hops, then. Okay. Highlighted in her Stone Hop Revolver, Single Hop IPA series. Was featured hop in our highly popular 2017 summer seasonal beer Stone Ghost Hammer IPA. Then there's Dr. Rudy, which has been around since 1976. Originally known as Super Alpha, this hop brings classic raisin and piney notes. The raisin might be where I'm kind of getting some of that real sweetness. Okay. Which paired perfectly with the floral citrusy aroma of laurel. Traditionalist Gen X meets adventurous millennial. What do they talk about? Nothing. Hops don't talk together however they speak. It's apparent that a parent like this was bound to happen. At Stone, we call it inevitable. So there you go. There are two different hops. Well, a bit of an old and new hop blend. But hey, not bad. If, yeah. if you're going to go double IPA, which I don't really recommend in general, <laughs> if I saw this one, I would be like, all right, yeah, that one I know is, is solid. It's good. What were the other beers that you had today? So I had Star Chicken Shotgun, an Indian Pale Ale out of Greenbush, and I had a Clementine White Ale from Clown Shoes. That's right. Star Chicken, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounded like a football play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, let's... I guess we'll just get into our uh, final topic of the evening while we're here then. And that would be... um, Chicks. What's up? Chicks, man. Chicks, yeah. Chicks, man. (laughs) Evil chicks. Evil chicks. Yeah, even maybe better. Eh, All chicks are kind of evil, let's let's be honest. (laughs) Right, that's true. Now that we're getting into it, let's, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, Let's let's call a thing a thing. (laughs) But basically, what we wanted to look at who we think um, Marvel or DC or whomever, um, who, what, like, 
bad or what villain females they should bring into the fold and also who should play them because you know last the last episode we were talking about how um DC was looking at doing the uh what the 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 Gotham Siren Vixens or I don't even remember what no what the the, the working title of it is um right. since, since they wanted to uh work off of Harley Quinn and all those other characters and so we wanted to uh look at what maybe other female villain characters in the comic book universe they should bring to light. And before we get into any of that, Chris, I want to ask you the most sacrilegious question possible in oh uh, boy. In, <laughs> uh, in relation to this. Um, okay. It, it has something to do with Harley Quinn. Would okay. Harley Quinn be this popular if she was not connected to the Joker? If she was just a standalone on her own, would people even care? No, they wouldn't. That's kind of... The- they wouldn't care. They would not care. You cannot, like, okay, so let's just, like, it's difficult to even go down there uh-huh. a little bit because you have to remove the Joker from our respective memories, and he's such, like, this crazy archetypal villain character. I think we've all kind of had nightmares about not only just like clowns, mm-hmm. people that are supposed to be innocent, but then also have this like weirdly evil, sadistic side. But it's been ingrained in us that like the Joker villain and Batman that we've all kind of grown up with, like it is a cursed character. Right. And you don't have Harley Quinn without that kind of a person. Here's the interesting thing about Harley Quinn was like she was popular from the the adventure or the yeah. animated series in the cartoons yeah like, starting like ninety two yeah or like that's where she like was born out of that Warner Brothers um, Batman cartoon so it, she's always been tied to the Joker by that point but if maybe she kind of was Harley Quinn and there never was a Joker mm-hmm. I still don't see her being you know that popular I think she's almost laughable at that point right. Yeah, that's, what do you think? That's see, that's what I was kind of thinking. Like I was going when I was going through um, other possible female like villains or whatever, and I was just looking at Harley Quinn. It's kind of like, you know, she has a very like sadistic relationship with the Joker, where it's almost like the Joker's like kind of has like a connection with her, but he also would like murder her in a second if like he had to, like like right. whatever. But and it's like. Their relationship is what makes it kind of interesting, and that the fact that somebody could like see the Joker and be like, you know, like ooh, um, be kind of swoon by, it, especially when she's like a psychologist therapist kind of thing originally. Um, but yeah, then yeah. Once, but then you know you kind of start looking at it, and it's like well, she only really like hates Batman because of the Joker, and it's just like there's not like I don't know, like there's nothing like overtly special about it like there's a lot of and like you have to compare i think to the other major female villains or whatever characters in in batman's life which you know would be catwoman and uh poison ivy and these kind of things and these these other female characters i think are much more stronger in their connection to bat and to batman i think what makes totally. harley quinn just interesting at least is her connection to the joker instead of batman She's almost like uh, the Catwoman to Joker, almost. Like, 
but yeah that's actually a really good way to like think about it yeah it's just like yeah and so when i was looking at stuff i'm like you know without the joker it's kind of like it's like without batman would you really care about robin eh, not really <laughs> robin no. just yeah. somebody that likes to flip around you know and in green underwear and yellow and green boots like it's weird yeah. it's really, it's, really yeah. it's already weird enough with the batman mythos but without batman it's like who is this guy yeah <laughs> like a you know failed he's he would just be a failed superhero i always like it that they couldn't give him an actual mask it's like here wear this eye thing it's like really no one's gonna figure that one out no one's right. gonna figure out he's just covering his eyes <laughs> yes exactly yeah Slightly a, a bit of a Clark Kent nod. It is, yeah. Just whole, like... like stupid glasses. <laughs> oh, he took his glasses off. Oh, it's Superman. Weird. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Yes. That guy that's 6'5 yeah. and just, is just ripped, but he's like. He's ripped and jacked and can't even, like, you know, <laughs> he touches the door and explodes. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's. Oh, that's just Clark bumbling Clark. <laughs> bumbling Clark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right. So yeah, I was just I was just, that was the question that popped in my head while I was going through stuff. But um, here's another like here's a follow up though. Okay. Is Harley Quinn as popular as she is now if Margot Robbie doesn't play her in the Suicide uh, Squad? I think it depends. I think she already had kind of like a cult esque following to her that character did a little bit. And I she think did. a lot nope. of just like. Girls really wanted like a stronger female character, like portrayed. This is also true. Yeah. Um, and up to that point, there wasn't a lot in the DC thing. I mean, you had Poison Ivy, who was kind of very effeminate, and you know, not I mean, she had her whatever with uh, Uma Thurman's, you know, portrayal. And I guess she also had the cat, you know, way back the early nineties. But Michelle Pfeiffer or whatever doing Catwoman. Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer um, was Catwoman. Yeah, but I think a lot of the like the girls nowadays who you know are younger and they they wouldn't they didn't grow up on that stuff like that was like you know it came out when they were like two or they were even born yet, and so I think a lot of the stuff like I feel like maybe um, it got a little more popular with guys because she played it, but I feel like in terms of female popularity it was it, it seemed like it was always at least kind of there um i think you're i think you're probably spot on that's that's kind of what i'm thinking too with, with the female crowd i think there were some good underpinnings of like popularity there but right. she'd like put it over the top to win over like the the more you know male audience i i think this is one of the better casts i think that's been DC has not had much success in the movie realm, no. and Suicide Squad was awful. I don't even think I watched more than ten minutes of it. I just couldn't do it. There was just but too many characters works. you have to introduce backstories to. You can't throw out like a dozen different characters and do backstories and the actual movie. It's not going exactly. to work. I would have liked a Jared Leto Joker and a Margot Robbie Harley Quinn offshoot movie. Without all the other crazy nonsense. Yeah. Like, just simplify it. And I just felt like a lot of the bad guys that they threw in it were, like, just uninteresting. 
Like I hate, I hate how they did Killer Croc. Like I thought that was just lame. Um, yep. And it's just like then you have a couple of like like the military esque people, which is kind of just yeah. like you know. Will Smith's Deadshot makes zero sense. Yeah. Um. Then there was it, it was just it was bad all around, all around. And the, and the problem is you have so many like classic DC villains you could have pulled from. And and at least and I get they didn't want to rehash ones that you'd already seen, but at least if you rehash some, people would already kind of have a connection to know somewhat where they came from. And then because you're already struggling with having to introduce everybody, um, right? Which is the problem. It's like that's why Marvel didn't release the Avengers first. You would be so freaking lost. You would have no idea. You like if Thor just suddenly popped up, you'd be like, "Who the hell is that guy? Like what?" Right. Like, unless you read the comic, you wouldn't know. I mean, it's just no. You'd have no idea. I mean, it just. I mean, yeah. So they should have done that with the Suicide Squad. They should have had you know villains attached to other movies, and then you know maybe they shouldn't have had Jesse Eisenberg playing a villain. They should have had somebody else, <laughs> and then they could have you right. know, wrapped that in. Maybe. Talk, Maybe you, you want to talk about the worst? The first you want to talk about some of the worst casting calls in the history of comic book movies? There's that. Like there is definitely that. Yes. I don't know who else. Maybe George Clooney as Batman with the nipples in, in the bat suit was pretty bad. <laughs> but like there is. That was just like I don't know what you're thinking with this man. No. Nothing. And then they just already killed off Doomsday. It's like, well, that's great. <laughs> well, that's right. That's exactly. fine. Just that's shot fine. that whole thing in the foot. That's fine. The big giant DC thing. That's fine. Yeah. We don't need Doomsday. You only... We can just take care of it. <laughs> it's like a subplot. You only <laughs> took like some of the most important villains in DC like lore and just, eh, they're gone. <laughs> right. It's like, exactly. Wait, what? He's as good as uh, Jimmy or whatever, the camera guy. Just kill them all. <laughs> Olsen, exactly. Jimmy Olsen, yeah. Oh, dead. Old Jimmy Olsen. Dead, dead. Dead. <laughs> Along with Jimmy Curtis. Both died of... That's going to get its own uh, ebook publication. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Someday. Someday it will, absolutely. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so back onto this. Uh, what's uh, one of the uh, uh, female villains you had? Because I, I wrote down a couple, and I, I'm going to be straight honest. Some of these, the, like, I w- wasn't raised on reading comic books. is more like just the cartoons and whatever. So some of them I, I don't have necessarily the kind of connection that you might have. So for this Chris yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, leaning on Chris much more heavily on this one, but. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so don't screw it up. Uh, right. Um, but yeah. So, so up, uh, what's one of the, what's just one of the characters, or whatever that you'd have, if you could. One of the characters. I think they're going to do this one. By the way, okay. I think this is coming out. But I think one of the best female um, super villains was uh gene gray as the dark phoenix okay um i don't know if you i don't know how much you 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 know about like the whole lore there but obviously people know gene gray uh marvel girl she starts off as like cyclops's love interest she's got telekinetic powers wolverine kind of falls in love with her she's super powerful but then there's like this whole storyline with the x-men where she turns like super evil ah i do remember seeing that okay 
Yeah, and, and, and she has, like, some, like, really crazy sort of powers and everything like that. And it's called the Dark Phoenix uh, story. I think it came out in, um, like, the late 70s was when the first Dark Phoenix kind of arrived with, with the X-Men. This is when, like, um, Chris Claremont was, like, writing for them. It was it was probably the heyday. A lot of the X-Men stuff that you see nowadays, even in the new stuff, it's all just rehashed from really what Claremont and I don't know who the artist was at the time, but what they laid down uh, back in, like, the, the mid to late 70s, and, and she was, like, rivaling guys like Thanos and um, even, like, Galactus to some extent. And so, like, I've always really dug the Dark Phoenix saga. Uh-huh. And, like, this is weird, too, by the way, when you kind of look into this. How many female supervillains are, like, red-haired? There's actually, like, uh, I think a, a weird overwhelming like, a, majority a, of them a good have number, like yeah. red hair they're evil <laughs> they're evil yeah sorry Cartman was right when he said they had no souls <laughs> right dark phoenix definitely did not now i liked uh who was who played phoenix in the first x-men let me i gotta look that up is that quick. the one where uh um, wolverine kills her like he like they're hugging yeah. or whatever, and he lets a ching and you know goes through because they kind of I mean they know they they had to do it, basically. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I so okay. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen all the X Men movies. It took me a while to catch up with everything. But... So they've got like they've got a good cast for her now. I'm I'm looking this up right now, and they have Sophie Turner, who plays I believe Sansa. Yep. On the HBO Game of Thrones. Yep. She is going to be starring as the oh, Dark Phoenix okay, okay. in a movie in 2018. I think that's a great cast. I think that's okay. a, a solid cast. I liked, I'm trying to figure out X-Men movie Jean Grey was, because she was good too, though. I don't know if she was really the, uh, the Dark Phoenix. That's good. Uh, oh, Famke Jansen. I thought she was a good, good cast. I think Sophie Turner is a solid cast for this Dark Phoenix character. I could dig it, yeah. I was looking at some other redheads, and I, I came across, like, Emma Stone, mm-hmm. um, who played, she was in, like, Spider-Man. She played Mary Jane. I don't think she's got, like, the evil bone in her body to really, like, pull off Dark Phoenix. Right, yeah. Um. There's people like it's granted like you could okay you could dye your hair red and and do it but I think Sophie Turner is like a, a regular redhead right I wouldn't know <laughs> cough some collar man <laughs> right right <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's that's one of the first one that comes to mind for me okay Dark I'm, Phoenix I'm gonna go with one and it's it's a total comp out. But it's just one that I'm more familiar with, so I comped out with it. <laughs> um, and it, it's Poison Ivy. And, yes, I know Uma Thurman played it, and everyone knows Poison Ivy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I thought at least going forward in the new DC universe, um, I think it would be an interesting new person.
person to bring in, especially if they're doing that Gotham City Sirens or whatever movie it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, the person that I thought would have been interesting casting, I actually wrote down Sophie Turner. I thought that would be an interesting Poison Ivy um, I think she'd be a great casting. cast for that. Um, I also wrote I put wrote this down. If you're going to go with the traditional way they were drawn – giant boobed um you know cartoon character that they had in the comics uh, if you're right. going for that look which isn't really the look that they've been going for as of late i thought you'd go with uh, uh christina Hendricks, the redhead from mad men was that mad men yes. yeah I was yeah, like, yeah if you're yep. going for that classic old school comic book look that's who you want um Here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there because okay. Batman's got some interesting lore, uh-huh. and, and there's some storylines that kind of take place in like the uh, the Roaring Twenties or Thirties or, or whatever right. sometimes, and sometimes they're like way like futuristic. I think if you do a throwback, and it's more of a period type piece and maybe an Elseworlds type storyline, okay, I think Christina Hendricks is a great choice for. Uh, uh, for Poison Ivy because she's got that. I mean, that's why she was in Mad Men, right? Right. Like she just has that old school um, sex bomb kind of charm. Yeah, yeah. For that like, kind of era. Like she should have been like painted on the side of like a World War II jet or something. Yes, right, exactly. I mean, Grant, hey, look, she's a fantastic, gorgeous person. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. But for like a more modern, maybe serious Christopher Nolan type batman story yeah i'm work. with you i think i think here you go like again sophie turner hey maybe sophie turner game of thrones is ending in a year from now maybe this is your new thing go uh-huh. be the redheaded villain in a lot of these movies because they're all redheads yeah. and you're kind of vindictive evil and attractive at the same time <laughs> it's a weird mix and i've also got a third one written down this is a bit of a curveball but i thought it could be interesting i think she could play pull it off because since yeah. Poison Ivy is like that scientist kind of like attractive scientist removes remove glasses and oh she's beautiful kind of thing, um, right? I wrote I put down Nicole Kidman. I think that could yeah. work. I think it could work as well. Uh, now Kidman wasn't she Vicky Vale? No, no, that she was wasn't. Uh, no, that was uh, that was not her. Basinger. That was Kim Basinger. You're yeah. right. Yeah. 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 She does, no, I think Kidman could absolutely pull it off, though. She does have, like, that kind of similar just, like, uh, body facial structure as a Kim Basinger. A little um, bit. A little bit. Yeah, I was getting mixed up. I, I was like, I could have sworn Kidman was in a, an old comic book movie. That's I don't what think I was thinking, was, too. Though. I was like, oh, I feel like she's been in something. No, but, I don't like, know, though. Wait. I almost want to just look that up real quick. <laughs> right. I was like, hmm. Because yeah, when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, I feel like she's. She was in Batman Forever. She was in Batman Forever. What was she in Batman Forever? Because Uma, I think I thought Uma Thurman was. Uh... Thurman was Poison Ivy. Yeah. Yep. But uh, but yeah, she was. Um... Let me pull this up. All right, I got the IMDb coming up. I was I was I was saying I could have sworn she was in a Batman movie. Ah, uh, yeah. I was like, I feel like she's been in something too. In the Michael Keaton Tim Burton movie, but uh, all right, we've got. Did 
Dr. Chase Meridian was Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever. I don't know who that was. <laughs> I think that I don't either. Was I'm pretty Mr. sure Freezy? that was probably supposed to be. Yeah, or either that or it was like another Batman love interest because you had Joel Schumacher coming in oh, in a yeah. new Batman with, with Val Kimmer. Either way, either way. Yes, I think Kidman could absolutely have played uh, a more legit Poison Ivy. Now, the problem with like, even even to some degree, I don't know. I, I watched Batman Returns just last weekend, actually, because uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. Uh -huh. I remembered when mcdonald's came out with like all of the the crazy swag for that oh, yeah devito as penguin was kind of incredible oh, yeah it's great casting you know? <laughs> total great casting and even even uh pfeiffer's catwoman was really good so yeah You're... i think had tim burton kept directing batman a kidman poison ivy would have been fantastic yeah, yeah. I can't remember why that they went the other way with that. Like, I, th I don't know if the studio wanted it to be lighter, and then Burton's like, "Nope, peace out." And I think, yeah. and I, I think uh, Keaton went with him. He's like, "No, I'm not, I'm not changing it." Um, no. But uh, all right, yeah. So that's Poison Ivy. What What do you got next? Okay, next. <laughs> this is difficult. Because there's not, like, a lot of good female, like, supervillains really out there. Right. Uh, I've kind of been weighing, like, a couple different options, but they're all Marvel. I'm trying to find somebody that's maybe not not Marvel. I've got one. Okay, so Killer Frost. You know who Killer Frost is? Yeah, isn't that like, uh, it's like Mr. Freeze kind of, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And, and she shows up in the Suicide Squad, at least in the comic books. And I, I think this would be like, um, I think she's kind of got like a cool, like backstory. She just kind of, the kind of chick person that's got ice powers. Uh, and I think with the right person, you know, involved, you could kind of have, like a good uh, a good cast for it. I'm trying to think of like who I would want to play Killer Frost. The problem with a lot of these female supervillains is they just don't they uh, the writers don't put like a lot of good stock into making these people interesting. It's kind of sad a little bit, honestly. Yeah, a lot of them are just kind of like meh. Like there's nothing special about them. Yeah, but she's got like white hair, blue skin. Um, I'm thinking, uh, kind of like who was who was in uh, the movie with, or no, it was an HBO show with the multiple wives. Bill, was oh, Bill, Bill Paxton Palmer? or so, yeah. Paxton. Yeah, yeah who's one one of the wives with Bill Paxton? Hold on a second. I'm trying to figure this. She's been in a bunch of different stuff. Um, while I'm trying to figure this out, who do you got next? All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with another DC one. And again, this one has has appeared in 
movies. This one actually appeared in the last uh, Christopher Nolan movie. But I wasn't necessarily like, oh, that's a great uh, job of that particular character. But it was uh, Talia al Ghul. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of how uh, What's Your Face played that character. Like, the, the Talia character. I didn't like... Like, because they kind of made her just like, uh, you know, she's kind of conniving or conniving or whatever, but she's not really big into martial arts and that kind of stuff. And, I mean, her dad is, like, right. like the head of the League of Shadows and everything. I felt like she should be, like, more like, I don't know, more like kick-your-ass kind of thing. Um, and so, and also because I actually know who this character was. <laughs> so that was another reason why I decided to go with this person. Yes. And I was like, I was like, I feel like they could make it her so much more badass. Um, like I felt like at least for a potential love interest in that particular movie, it worked fine. And like, and I get why they wanted to go with the the right the name recognition and, and connect her with you know like Liam Neeson's character and everything. But I felt like the actual comic book character would have been way more like badass i guess if that's a way to put it um and so that's who i'm going with and <laughs> my my casting of it is all over the place though it's uh yeah 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 so i was <laughs> so um all right so the first person i thought maybe i went with uh olivia munn i was like i don't even know if that would work with her okay um i think it could work <laughs> because I feel like you're kind of going for like a I don't even know what you're going for just a secretive so not just like a plain boring white chick you know <laughs> that's boring uh, right not for that um, and then I went with uh, this is this one doesn't make any sense I went with Alicia Keys <laughs> the, mu the musician yeah yeah and I've they, actually got – I think I've got the uh, – okay, go ahead. I got one more. And actually, um, I was thinking about it. You know, last week we did our – fall or last episode we did our fallout thing with who we would who we would want in the uh, – our fallout shelters with us. Yeah. And I, as right. I, after, I, after we did the episode, I was like, no, I want to change my answer to this person. <laughs> um, and this person is uh, Rashida Jones, and she was also Ooh. on Parks and Rec. And the office. I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, she was she's so she's Quincy Jones's uh, daughter, so she's got some high end name recognition when her dad produced the Thriller album. Um, but you know, so she's got uh, yeah. So she was on the yeah, Parks and Rec, and she dated Jim in the office. I just think she's got that look, that kind of mysterious look, where because she's always done kind of uh, you know comedic stuff. But I feel like uh, she could you know in the right setting. She could kick some ass and have that kind of mysterious, whatever vibe going on. So, I like it. Um, I would. Here's my pick for Talia. Would be, I would throw Gal Gadot in there. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, because she's she's got like the. I mean, the athletic boys. Yeah, athletic. Uh, they're kind of based in the Middle East a little bit. I think she's Israeli. Yes, she is. Right. Yes, yes. So I think uh, I think a Gal Gadot Talia could be kind of cool. She could guy. never do it now, obviously, because she's she's Warner Woman. There's no way they'd be able to do this. But <laughs> yeah, you can I think play in like both a future. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 
But I think it's it like a, a future kind of, or like an Elseworlds kind of thing. I, I think she could really, she could pull it off. Oh yeah. I, I dig, I dig that one. Yeah, for sure. So I, I found, so Killer Frost, I was thinking of Chloe Sevigny. Savinji? Whatever her last name is. The, the really blondish one from uh, Big Love. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think she could do a, a decent Killer Frost. And and this sort of like, so this segues into the other pick that I was going to do. This comes from Marvel Comics, but uh, Emma Frost, the White Queen. Okay. She's kind of like, have you heard of her at all before? Uh... X-Men have probably maybe the biggest variety of female villains, I feel like. Like, at least large. It sounds a little familiar, but I'm still kind of like, you know. She's got like some telekinesis powers, some mind powers, but she can also kind of turn her skin to like diamond. And she wears like incredibly skimpy clothes, like they generally tend to do. <laughs> She's uh-huh. really original, like uh, Hell's um, Club. Uh, what was it called? Something like that. But anyway, she's basically like. Uh, she kind of gets to be reformed later on in like the comics mythos, but this is like another character where I just I don't think they've done you know much with. There's tons of potential there. You could almost do anything because all you got to do is just have white hair, right? With this, so, like pick your like favorite kind of you know actress to date, and she could almost like sub in there, right? <laughs> and um, switch I'm it. Trying to think of like yeah right pretty much i'm trying to think of like who i would kind of want to be in with this one and i almost think uh i almost think like a rachel mcadams could kind of do a, a good job or even a jennifer anson actually as a killer frost or uh an emma frost would be kind of fun to see okay i can see that and she doesn't do much, like, she's always sort of, like, so goody-goody. It'd be kind of interesting to see her sort of play a bad guy. Yeah, that would be nice to see her play, like, yeah, a bad character. Like that a lot. Yeah, it's always nice when you see, you finally see those uh, um, people that always play good goody two-shoes finally going into, like, the the bad realm. Right, Yeah. Oh, Jennifer, well, you couldn't really do Jennifer Lawrence either, because she's already playing Mystique. Mm. Well, you know, we'll just kind of, eh, we'll just kill her off and have her come back as somebody else. Right, easy enough. <laughs> and done. And <laughs> done. <clears throat> you know who I'd like to see? I don't know who she would play. But Charlize Theron, I think, would play a good, like, female villain. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I wonder who she would play. That'd be interesting uh, person to figure out. I would almost like, so there was other Black Widows. Actually, there was a blonde Black Widow before there was uh, Natasha Romanowski. Okay. who's like the red-headed Scarlett Johansson one. There's another one. Uh, like the Black Widows, they're like this Russian secret soldier program, kind of like what they're doing with Captain America and the other stuff. Right. And so, I mean, if you did like a, 
like a backstory or something like that. I think a Charlie's Theron could be kind of cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. That would definitely work. <clears throat> so I had somebody that I was thinking of, and then I looked it up, and I was like, well, shoot. I think she was actually appeared in some uh, X-Men TV show movie stuff. So I don't know if this person would work. Still count. Because, well, I just liked uh, Lady Deathstrike, but I think she actually appeared in the X-Men stuff. Maybe she didn't. She was in, yeah, no, she was in, uh, she was in, like, a Wolverine movie, but I don't think they really went into, like, her character that much. Okay. Well, that was just a random thing. I don't know. So, I, I'll skip her. Um... So my final, the final two people I have, I know nothing about. I just think it'd be interesting, and I'm gonna go with the. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna save the most, the craziest one for last. But um, so this one, I'm gonna say I, I'd like to see Roulette as a character. Which one's Roulette? Who's that? Um. Okay. Let's uh. Bring this back up. Roulette. As a character, she's a DC character. Um, her write-up is, Roulette is an incredibly sneaky, manipulative, and devious villain who makes her money in many illegal rackets, most notably fighting tournaments involving metahumans. That doesn't help anything. Uh, she was in Justice League stuff. Um, her grandmother was the original Roulette who battled the original Mr. Terrific while dating his brother Ned. That sounds about right. Uh, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's newer, apparently. She uh, popped up around September 2001. Okay. So she's a newer character. Uh, um, see, I wasn't collecting a lot of DC back then. Um, but yeah, okay. I could dig it. So, but yeah, if you look it up, she's just, I don't know. But um, actually, when I was going through characters, I actually really dug the uh, the woman that plays um, Elektra in Daredevil. I think would be perfect for this. Yes, character. this would be absolutely, man. Like the more that I kind of look into it and and check her out, I really liked who did, who played Elektra in Daredevil. I got look. Her name is, I believe, uh, Elador Young. I believe is it, is her name. Okay. Yeah, she would be. Yeah, yeah, Elodie Young. Elodie, yeah, I'm she sure would it's be not... a perfect match <laughs> for Roulette for sure. Yeah, dude. And then I also wrote down. Actually, of course, this one wouldn't work because she already appeared in Suicide Squad. But uh, Karen Fukuhara, I think, would be a good uh, individual to play that character. Another actor. What else has she been in? Um, she was in Suicide Squad, and then not a whole lot else. Not yet. It's all just, Maybe. yeah, announced. She played Katana in uh, Suicide Squad. That's a good cast. Katana is another one who's, you know, these, look, Suicide Squad could have been a lot of fun. They just, they messed it up. DC just didn't have the right team You screwed on it. it up. You screwed it up. You, you messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but all right, well, uh, do you have uh, other characters? You know, I I don't have many. There's a ton of them that we could probably spend time kind of like diving into, but there's not like an iconic female. Yeah, there's not. 
So I, I got one other one, and I just think it'd be it's entertaining to talk about, and which is why I wrote it yes. down. Uh, it is uh, Giganta. So basically just a giant, <laughs> giant. woman. <laughs> right. That's all she is. It's just a huge woman. That's it. Yeah. And so I was like, well, this would be fun. A giantess. Yeah. And so the, the, uh, the, the women I wrote down that uh, I think would be fantastic – <laughs> Giganta uh, <laughs> castings. I wrote down, uh, I think, Katy Perry. Um, I wrote down Salma Hayek. Yes. And um, Sophia uh, Vergara, or whatever, the, the, the woman from. Uh, I think Sophia Vergara, yeah. A sweet cast for yeah. sure. So. Giganta. <laughs> I'm 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 not, you know, I'm not saying there's anything similar between those three women that I, you know, kind of. Uh, referenced. Um, I also thought about bringing back the Christina Hendricks casting for the Giganta. But <laughs> right. But, um... <laughs> Giganta in some bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just thought that I was like, this character's it's just a giant woman ripping down buildings, but uh, it's entered. I thought it's funny to think about. So naturally I went with women. Who's with the tallest food. actress in Hollywood? That is a good question. I have no idea. You you went with you went with was going for sure. <laughs> I went yeah. I just went with the actresses with boobs. Uh, I was like Giganta. Not that it's in my search history or anything. No, no. Well, okay, there's apparently there's uh, Elizabeth Debicki. Okay. Who is, uh, she's born August 24th, 1990. So she's young. She's from France. She's 6'3. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is tall. Oh, man. That's a tall girl right there. Well, so is Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. She's 6'3 as well. Oh, she was in The Great Gatsby and Guardians of the Galaxy. What did she play? Gwendolyn Christie? Uh, uh, no, Elizabeth Debicki played. Oh. Uh, she was in The Great Gatsby. Oh, now, who did you say? Gwendolyn Christie. She pay, played. Uh, What's your oh, face of Tarth from? Yeah, uh, okay. And then she also played Captain Phasma, which was that was a throwaway character. But uh, you know, Brooke Shields is six yeah, feet no, tall, that's... man. I would have not have guessed wow. that. I would not have guessed that either. So she's Giganta. Yeah, she could definitely feet. be. Wow, that's kind of scary. Jane Lynch, she's also six foot tall. <laughs> I like that we're just scrolling through women's heights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uma Thurman's five yeah. eleven, man. I think you got to be over six feet for Giganta, uh, okay. or or otherwise have assets like, uh, um, <laughs> what's her name? Has <laughs> yeah. either one. You gotta have some kind you of. You got Giselle, who's married to Tom Brady at five eleven. So great. His, uh, How could he settle? <laughs> it's not Brady like. Five eleven. Kidman's five eleven. Tilda Swinton is five eleven. What is this five eleven crap? <laughs> course we could also look up according to uh, Perez Hilton the biggest boobs in Hollywood we could always do it by if we wanted to go that route yeah let's let's do that route real quick let's just see what that I'm 
throwing my Google search history to a bandit at this point. <laughs> I usually use incognito for this kind of search. <laughs> yeah, and then burn the computer when you're done. <laughs> right, right. How do they, they right, always say, like, they like, start throwing out, like, cup sizes. Like, how do you guys know? Like, is it that obvious? Like, are, am I that, that naive to know that you can, like, figure that out? All right, what do we get? Oh, yeah. I thought about throwing Amber Rose in. But up there for sure. I almost did Amber Rose, but I kept her out just because, but, you know. You know Amber Rose? Formerly married or with a. Uh... No. <laughs> What's that? Stuff here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did a Google search for Amber Rose. Yes, <laughs> she could be. She could be Giganta for Acor sure. According to PerezHilton.com, she's a 36H. So I figured that you know that's. Uh... It's definitely gigantic territory for sure. <laughs> and yes, we have crossed into that territory. We have. Uh... Apparently, people have also searched for Wiz Khalifa when searching for Amber Rose. Oh well, there <laughs> you sure go, man. Why did they not organize this according to size? This is just really. I guess you could do Scott Johansson. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with like. <laughs> Come on, there, Like you could have done a better job here. Yeah, this is not organized well. This is not. My first search result uh, is thirty-three celebrities with really, really big boobs. How <laughs> big are we talking? <laughs> that is the title search one. Uh, which is clearly a, a reputable source. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about Jennifer Love Hewitt. I feel like she could be, she could revitalize her super villainous role. I agree. Role. I agree. We could, uh, we could bring her back. Give me like the three, uh, top five though on this list was your picks for, uh, Jackie and uh, <laughs> And then four and five were Katie and Christina Hendricks. So it's well done, sir. <laughs> I mean, Katy Perry is just okay. I don't need YouTube popping up, adding sound yeah, effects right, to her. Exactly. Oh, that's no. Come on, no. man. Harper's Bazaar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're trying to do science here, and we're just getting a bunch of crap in these search results. We're just trying to find out who scientifically to... has the biggest breast, so we can finally put to rest who plays Gigantra in our... Uh... Yeah, right, if it's not based on height. Yeah. Or, or both. Maybe we can find, like, the, the person that's tall and um, well-endowed. Okay, here here is an uh, an official IMDb page of actresses from big to huge boobs. <laughs> oh, nice! Well, that's definitely the. Uh... That is the actual name <laughs> of it. Uh... Right. right. How do I go to the bottom? Uh, scroll to the bottom. Who has huge? There's people that wrote this, by the way, listeners. <laughs> They're 
freelancers like us that sat there and wrote these articles for, <laughs> for our... Man, whoever wrote this should be fired. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is just like... Uh... Not very well researched. I feel like if you're going to put the time into writing this kind of article, you got to research this. Yeah. Oh, man. I came across an article that's got Pam Anderson listed in here. What has she done in, like, the last anything? That's a, that's a good and She was already a comic book villain or whatever, anti-hero. Yeah. Barbed Wire. Did you know Barbed Wire was actually a comic book movie? I like, that I... was... So the... Go ahead. I think I've, ahead. I've heard that before, yeah. The 90s, man, like, you had sort of... Barbed Wire was one of them. You also had uh, Lady Death, I believe, is the name. And if anybody, like, Googles Lady Death uh, image comics... You'll see exactly kind of what I'm talking about with images. It's like classic 90s stuff, like just total nonsense. Like you're not buying this book to read this book. Let's put it that way. That's about as simple as we can put it. <laughs> Here you go. This will work. Woman named uh, Maria Zaring. She's from Russia. She was voted Russia's top natural beauty. So she also she already has that Russian like you know like uh, oh, over the yeah. world thing. Right. And she's she's sporting some thirty four Ks, man. Thirty four. Sweet Jesus. Wow. Oh. That is Giganta. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh I think you found her. <laughs> <laughs> saved you, saved you the Google. <laughs> Listeners, just go find Maria Zaring, and that's your Giganta. But she already got. You could also go with uh, Christy Love of Atlanta, Georgia, with forty-eight double N's. What was this name? <laughs> <laughs> Christy with a K and Love. <laughs> okay. This is purely for research purposes. <laughs> oh, she's in a very specific <laughs> line of work, apparently. Okay, this person's picture has been removed from, from Instagram. Checklist? That's oh, interesting. Oh, boy. Jeez. I think he, I mean, I'm going to go with the Russian. Russia wins again. What's going on, America? Come on, you guys. Here's a woman Maria from Zane. Amsterdam with 38 T's. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. At what point do they just, like, give up? Like, that's it. Like, we're not even trying to get to the rest of the alphabet. No. Oh, what's a 38 triple K? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, ma'am, your uh, your boobs are racist at this point. Like, you got... Right. That's a real thing, apparently. <laughs> triple K is a real thing. Oh, jeez. Like... You would think they would have just said, no, let's just 
Can it not be L? <laughs> At that point. Yeah. Yeah. Triple. You had to go KKK. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you had to. That is. That's. That's not. <clears throat> Maybe this is why there's not so many like legit female villains that we take seriously. Okay. Because it just ends uh... up with us like talking about Giganta. Okay. The... I, I have the winner. I uh, I have the winner. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm stopping <laughs> okay. at this because there's this. Okay. After this, I mean, this is already stupid. <laughs> this is already so dumb. Um, <laughs> this woman, name of uh, Chelsea Charms. Has a size of a hundred and fifty three triple X. Oh boy. Okay. Just type in Chelsea Charms and you'll just be like, geez. <laughs> it's basically it's basically a uh, a cartoon nutsack sitting on a lap <laughs> that. It is a cartoon nutsack with a face on it, isn't it? That's it. That is basically what you're looking at. I don't even... Yeah, this is just... Oh, jeez. I don't even understand this at this point. I don't even know what kind of supervillain that is, but that is that's something for sure. She's only 5'2". She's only 5'2". Oh, okay. I got another one for you, man. Type in Beshine. <laughs> How do you spell be shine? B E S H I N E, like B E and then shine. This one might win. Shine. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, the second result is the official website of the world's biggest boobs. Oh, yeah. Wow. How does she even get around? I don't like. Got like an ADA disability right now. Like, I feel like that's just like, like you just have like inflatable balloons. Like that can't be. They, they, I... No. <laughs> you, she has done that to herself. She did that. I've got a picture of her just like hanging out at some dock with the yellow shirt on. Yeah. And it just looks like totally cartoony. Uh, hey, I mean. We all got to make some dollars somewhere. <laughs> There's another one that just... <laughs> According to his website, uh, she like weighs 130 shot. pounds, but 40 of the pounds are her boobs. 40. <laughs> 40 pounds, man. 40. <laughs> That's like two first uh, graders. They're saying... So wait, wait. What was it? What was the original weight? Um, The average woman gets... Bashan weighs in at 130 pounds, but each breast is said to weigh 20 pounds alone. No way. So it's, they're, they're saying 70 pounds without... I'm calling BS on that. I mean, hey, she's a, a small girl besides that, but still. This is like circus-like type material. I... This looks so painful. At least, I'll at least throw it out to Annie Hawkins for having natural... The, the natural Kazumbas for forty at forty eight B. I don't know how you get natural that way, but you know. Whoa! Yeah. All right. 
But you know what? What did she? Wow. <laughs> there you go. That's a different kind of giganta. There, there. That's uh. We've yep. reached. We have reached a dark place <laughs> in the internet, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is a strange zone we have got. Somehow we went from yeah, we've gone down a really weird. The path. Super Bowl, Tom Brady, best there ever was. Enormous stits. <laughs> the woman with triple X boobs. Ugh. Right, right. The greatest there ever was. It all makes sense. Very meta. You guys just kind of digest it. You, you'll see the connections. She obviously asked her doctor, "What will it take for me to get to a size XXX? That's what I want." And the doctor's like, you're an idiot, but okay, I'll take your, like, 60 grand for how much, like, saline injections this will take. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that doctor was probably like, you know what's going to take? He's, like, adding it up in his head. Like, da-da-da-da-da, uh, 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 that all adds up to, uh, smooth $400,000 payment to me? Yeah, I think we can make this work. Your life's going to be ruined forever after this, but. <laughs> What's that medical oath that doctors are supposed to take where you don't, like, ruin somebody's life? I'm pretty sure. The Hippocratic he... oath. Yeah, the Hippocratic oath. Yeah, yeah, he totally, he totally disregarded that. Well, not really. He's like, we can put you on a, uh, a cart, sort of like a wheelchair. Yeah. Not really. You just sort of lay them on there and then just wheel them around. <laughs> Like one of those, like uh, one of those things you get at Home Depot. That's not a shopping cart. Yes, it's just like a thing that you push. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, we got this. For how you, you got to Right. You officially have a disability. You're in the Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records. I don't know how you feel about all this, but it is what it is now. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> we should probably call it while we're. We're not even ahead anymore. We we fell behind a long time ago. We fell we fell way we way way behind a long time ago. That's right. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. So okay, know, of the three beers, which one are you going with? I actually preferred the uh, the Stone Inevitable Adventure Double IPA. I've never had a double IPA that didn't make me want to completely. Like so bitter that I needed to drink like a Coca Cola afterwards, uh-huh. and that one was surprisingly drinkable. So I'm going with that one. Okay, I'm uh, I'm cheating. I'm going with the Firestone Pivo Hoppy Pills. It's kind of cheating since the other two are double IPAs. If I had to go with one of the double IPAs, I'm going to go with the Clown Shoes Galactica Double IPA. Um, even though, according to Beer Advocate, I'm a moron and I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's, uh, <laughs> that's like, but beer advocate is all about the the bitter, the more bitter, the better. Although to be they fair, are, dude. Although strangely enough, the uh, Victory Dirt Wolf Double IPA has an IBU of just sixty five. Unless the website I was looking at is wrong, it has an IBU of sixty five, which seems low for a double IPA. Um, seems really low. It has a four point two eight out of five rating on Beer Advocate. The Galactica has an 86 um, IBU, which seems more accurate for a double IPA. And it has a 3.93, which is still, you know, not bad. Um, I feel like with Beer Advocate, if you're over a 4, you're doing something right. But again, I, I don't know. Right. IPAs right, are right. tricky on uh, Beer Advocate. But, so um, this uh, 
This inevitable adventure had a 70 IBU. That's really low for a double IPA. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what, what, what they were you guys doing? Pulled <laughs> like, off. Did you not brew it long enough the first time? I don't know, but it was good. I mean, like like I said, for a double IPA, apparently, I mean, I'll take it. They didn't go the bitter out. But 70 IBU is, that is, you don't usually see something like that for a double. <clears throat> no, that is kind of uh... My yeah. star chicken shotgun had an 80. I was a single. That was weird. <laughs> and, yeah, and my Peebo Pilsner had a 40 IBU. Nice. So, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought, uh, it seems like from the ratings, some people are kind of hit and miss. I think there's a lot of uh, just IPA people that are pissy about it not being super bitter. Seems like that's, right. yeah, that kind of people uh, are, I don't know, not quite enjoying it, but I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I'm going to go drink this along with my uh, hangout with Katy Perry and uh, Rashad Jones and go down to my bunker. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and don't worry. Someday somebody be, somebody will be talking about us. Like, I want that Grace and then Chris, and we're going to have to go on down into my bunker. <laughs> I'll, I'll welcome any invitation. I'll bet all, any and all invitations when that comes up. That's a promise. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think that's all we got for this uh, Super Bowl episode. We kind of really went off on a really odd right turn there um, at the end. But, you know, what are you going to do? We're looking at Giganta yeah, casting. Right. I think it's, we're looking for a suitable castings. So. Hey, you know, we didn't make the character up. Yeah. All we're trying to do is fit fit that square peg in that round hole. That's all we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So not sure what we're going to do for the next episode. We'll figure it out. we got two weeks. Maybe it'll be a Valentine's Day, or it'll be a post-Valentine's Day thing, probably. Or uh, right around there. Um, maybe. Yeah, if everybody likes love. We'll <laughs> talk about some love stuff. Uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> we'll go, we're going to be end up back on our giant boobs thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> if you like left turns, then show up for next episode. This is why down. we need like the occasional female po to pop up on our show, just so they can be given their like uh, favorite. Corral us a little bit. Yeah, or they can just talk about their favorite giant, giant penis stuff. I don't know. You know, so that we're kind of still shooting down the middle. Right, right. <laughs> Although I would be curious about their favorite giant boobed person as well. Yes. If I'm honest. Yes, yes. That would be, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we can make it happen. We'll see. <laughs> Open an invitation, listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but all right, before we go down any further Before we go any farther. Yeah. We're going to let it go. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed. Please like and subscribe to our stuff. Again, as we were saying earlier, we got a lot of good stuff coming down the pipe in the next couple months we're pretty excited about and uh you know once we get finally get that website up and everything's rolling and everything yeah so we're gonna have some good stuff for you guys and a lot more content to uh, check out so um the next few months of two dudes and a six pack are gonna be really sweet um, so chris you got anything else sure. you'd like to uh say no, that's it, man. I'm digging it. Look forward to the next few months. And yeah, stick with us. So, 
All right, yeah, so for Chris and myself, and for every woman that has 38H and above, we will see you guys later. Take it easy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All original music is by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. If you can, please rate, review, and spread the word of two dudes and a six-pack.